0: Hey everybody, welcome to an episode of the Disablest Report, official podcast of the Disablest Network. If you'd like to learn a little bit more about us and our organization, you can visit our website at disablest.org. It's called dot org. And if you would like to support the show for as little as a dollar a month, you can head on over to patreon.com backslash Network, where you can get access to behind the scenes content, monthly updates, plus a few more things that you'll have to go on over there to check out. If you don't want to become a patron, but you'd still like to help us further this show along because really every dollar counts, you can go ahead, go on over to our website, click the donate button that'll be at the bottom of, I believe, every page, if not at least the homepage, Uh, and we would greatly appreciate any support that you can uh, help us do that because we are growing, and uh, with growth comes the necessity for money to make the production value and everything better um as always i am joined by my co-host and best friend lou rodriguez lou what's your quip for today
1: oh no quip no quips I'm no quip
0: the, i'm just the garth to your wing brother <laughs> no, there it is you lied <laughs> um so in case you haven't watched the super crip episode you might want to go back and watch that one first because we're going to be kind of elaborating on things that we talked about over there and aren't going to want to spend all of the time unpacking in this episode. So... as yeah, ex- this is going to be
1: more of an addendum, I guess you could say, like a, almost like a part two.
0: Yeah. The uh, unofficial
1: uh, sequel <laughs> slash
0: reboot of the Super Crip episode. Slash prequel. The prequel, yeah, <laughs> that—that's what super crypt, The prequel. Um, <laughs> well, since you came up with the with the idea, I think you should start the show off this time. You talk, well, present the thing. Well, actually, we're going to be so
1: for people out there. Eventually, we're going to be talking about the very real reality of limitations. So, but before we get to that, I did want to talk about another concept about the super that we probably kind of just flew over but that's the holding the anomalous as the general so what that means is like using something that is very rare but holding that up as an example of the general or the general state of things um, a good example of this is especially in the super crit concept is like saying um well let's use kyle as an example so we can turn to Kyle and say, well, look at what Kyle's able to accomplish. He can drive, he works, he has a college degree, he gets paid to professionally write, he has his own podcast. So anybody that's disabled or otherwise that are not accomplishing exactly what he's accomplishing are just a bunch of losers or not trying hard enough. Mm. So it's holding up that, And but in my sense of what I'm pointing out is that actually, Kyle is anomalous in the sense that he is also a high achiever. So, that high achievement comes at a great cost as well. Mm-hmm. Something that Kyle only brushes with sometimes is the amount of anxiety and self loathing that he has trying to also maintain this concept of high achievement. Mm-hmm. So, but then there's also another co factor that's really sneaky, that's also pernicious. You can also be that person who is a high achiever and then being that high achiever gives you a sense of entitlement and thus a behavioral malignance. So, look, I'm
0: I'm using a lot of these academic terms so I should slow down a little bit. I I would say can,
1: can. Right.
0: So, Luckily, our our heads haven't swelled to that point yet, at least. Right. (laughs) So. So,
1: it would be Kyle then saying... Well, look at all the things I can do. If I can do it, you should be able to do it too. Yeah. And one of my favorite examples of this is like, um, so I used to smoke back in the day, and it was very difficult for me to quit smoking. Um, I even was bedridden as a, for about a week when I quit smoking. Well, you also quit. Up.
0: You quit cold turkey, of, yeah, too. Yes.
1: And um, I've had people say to me oh, it was easy. I just quit smoking and I walked away. So meaning, therefore, that in some capacity that I'm weaker than they are, or I just had struggle because of some internalized issue that they, of course, were just so easily were able to overcome. And that's another example of their behavior or their situation was anomalous. It's the same thing. And I'm sure a lot of our viewers can relate to this, Losing weight. So, for instance, Kyle lost... How much weight did you lose, Kyle? A a ballpark of 60 pounds. So, and I lost, I think, close to 80 at one point. And, you know, it would be as pat as as if you and I started walking around. It's easy. You don't see why you haven't struggled. Yeah. When, in reality, it was actually very difficult for us to do. Yeah. It's also very difficult to maintain. But, you know, in this... Go ahead,
0: Kyle. Well, I was going to say, and and I wonder, because when you and I have conversations with people, for instance, another example of this is, oh, I watch your guy's show. I've wanted to have a podcast of my own for a long time. How did you do it? Yeah. And the reality is, is that if that person really wanted to know, we would have to spend hours upon hours and have multiple video chats or in-person meetings to, to tell them. And uh, the reality of that is that Lou and I don't have the time to be able to do that. Uh, maybe in the future, if everybody would like, Lou and I can put together a course that you can pay <laughs> seventy-nine ninety-five dollars <laughs> 95 for, <Yeah. laughs> and we can teach you. <laughs> but but anyways, um, that's an arbitrary number that I just pulled out right. of my ass. Um, but I, I think that our... With 24-hour support no um yeah while i'm pooping (laughs) hold on don't worry um but you know i think too and this is not me saying anything about like this generation um but i would say that the way that smartphone technology is and the the concept of like instant gratification neil postman talks about this a lot in a book called amusing ourselves to death which is pretty old that I read when I was at a community college still but that the, the idea is that technology like smart devices and things like that is conditioning us to be ex, to expect instant results out of things you just push a button and that's it so the same thing goes with this podcast and I had that same impression when I went to you Lou when I was like oh, let's yes. start this podcast yeah. and you were like well are you sure that you want to do this, Kyle? Because it's going to be a lot of hard work. And I'm like, Ah! How hard can it be? Then you and I are up at 1:45 on a Tuesday. Have to. You have a a tour the next morning. You got to wake up at 4:30 in the morning. For I got to wake up at six. And uh, we're just like, uh. um. And so, Lou and I would both like to tell everybody, you can do this too. The reality is, is that. You could do this, but can't, but can you? And I think that that is the crux of... Or
1: would you, so, um, so I, sometimes when I'm being shitty, I like to say that people are either, they have two weeks in them or two months in them, Mm -hmm. right? Like, they can be really fervent about an idea for two months, and then they just give up. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, diets, I think, would be, like, two weeks
2: like that's, hmm. I
1: think that's the average. I'm not sure. Maybe it's a couple of days. I could be wrong, but I just want to point something out. Um, there's a, I hate. I'm I'm starting to get kind of agitated when I read things uh, that disparage technology because there is a tendency to catastrophize.
2: Oh, for sure. Like, for
1: sure. oh yeah, this new technology. Look what it's doing to the youth. And it's yeah. like they probably said the same shit when they when they came up
0: with the uh, the the Gutenberg printing press uh well it's it's funny well it's
1: funny, we have well, it's People funny. Are just gonna have
0: books <laughs> yeah well it, it's <laughs> funny because i do i do note like the the book amusing ourselves to death was written at the time when the, the color picture tube first came out <laughs> so so i talk about smart home techno or not smart home technology smartphone technology but neil postman was literally talking about how tv yeah. has a propensity to rot our brain. So so I, I do understand, you know, and I'm not villainizing te- Look, I use technology constantly, especially for accessibility aids. I'm not, uh, well, okay, you know...
1: so, so, I, I, like, let, let's use a good example. Uh, I, you and I, we could both agree, we would love to encourage people to read. Mm-hmm. Right? And then you run into the person that all they read are romance novels. Like, Like pulpy romance novels, and or and and it's like, all right, well, that's not kind of what I meant.
0: (laughs) Just just say, just say Danielle (laughs) Steele. Everybody knows that you're thinking about it. Just say Danielle Steele, (laughs) or 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 even like pulpy
1: uh, fantasy novels. Like it's the same story, just over and repackaged over and over again. So our you know we what our intent was. Oh, you know, you could use this to educate yourself or to expand your horizons and you know and and they're primarily using it for comfort and which again is there anything necessarily wrong with that Mm -hmm. probably not but that wasn't necessarily the intent or the angle of what we meant so but same thing like people can shit all over these devices Mm -hmm. but yet the same people that are shitting on them Will also use them for work. Will also utilize them for all their scheduling. Mm. Um, and I and I can tell you, Kyle, I remember a day where mm. I had a notebook to write down all my ideas. I had a day planner that I would also carry around mm. to write all my appointments in, and then I would have an address book that I would, a small address book that I carried around, and then all of that shit inside of a little little suitcase type thing. Mm. So and people just forget that kind of stuff on yeah. top of, on top of, if I wanted to listen to music, I have my Walkman and another little mini suitcase full of cassettes. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. This is a bunch of bullshit. Like, yeah, it's, you still need, and I'm still happy to have the technology. Yeah. But sure. There's people that use this to watch cat videos all day,
0: <laughs> you know? So. Yeah. But to, yeah. Yeah. And to each their own, you know, who, who are we to say, don't watch cat videos also, yeah. you know, but um, but now that you're mentioning home
1: accessibility devices, mm-hmm. we can get on to
0: the second part of our story, and you
1: can lead the way.
0: Yeah, so I, I was going to make that transition anyways. But I did it. I snuck in you, there. You did it, it, and it's, it. it's derailed me because <laughs> I had something in my mind, and then you taking the idea yeah. out of my mind, like emptied my mind. That's um, what I'm
1: here for, people. Yeah. This is what I'm here to derail,
0: <laughs> Kyle. So... I've mentioned a couple of times that I use smart home technology, and if it wasn't for that, I'd have to rely on my family also in relation to the day planner thing and all that stuff that you're talking about we all know how bad my memory is correct and back in the back in the day when i when I was in school, I had a planner to write down all my assignments in and all of that kind of stuff but That was still something that I had to have somebody take out of my backpack for me. And because I can't reach to write at the top of the planner, I would have to have somebody else write in the planner for me because the planner can't really fold. Um, And it was just terrible. And then I finally got a smartphone and I think you were the one that told me, Kyle, why don't you just schedule things in your phone? Why the fuck aren't you scheduling things in your phone and setting reminders? You forget stuff all the time, so do things to help you not forget. You have this. Utilize it. <laughs> um, but anyways, so all of this to transition to a trope that we've talked about multiple times on the show, which is the phrase, try harder. Um, I don't know if any everybody can tell, but I'll sit up a little bit and maybe you can see my shirt is buttoned in a not-so-great way and looks stupid because it's only the top button that's buttoned. So it's kind of open in the middle, and then the bottom just looks like shit, and everything's all folded and stuff because I tried for about an hour to get it off with a spoon, uh, and I couldn't do it. Um, The reality of trying harder, uh, though well-intending people might not realize it, carries an extremely large burden for disabled people one in that it instills this idea in us that okay so we're all limited right in what we can and can't do especially people who have physical disabilities are limited in what we physically can do right and so this idea of try harder or pull yourself up by your bootstraps fake it until you make it kind of stuff What does that do for somebody who still can't do that in the first place? There's nowhere for that emotion of frustration to go, either than to fester and manifest in in an even more disgusting version of the way that you see yourself. I I literally just went through this before the show. In fact, behind-the-scenes content, the reason why we're filming this show is because Lou called me. He's like, hey, what's going on? And I was like, my fucking shirt i've been trying to get this unbuttoned for whatever and he's like that's it that's that's what we're talking about for the show today and so you know me trying to do this also has physical ramifications i told lou what i was doing was i had the largest metal spoon that i could find and i put it and was holding it against my bathroom counter with my chest And was moving my, like, neck around to try to get the spoon to hook onto the button. And I couldn't do it. Um, And I started to put a lot of pressure from that metal in the center of my chest. Um, The center of my chest, in general, anyways, is really sensitive. Everybody's is. But mine is extra sensitive because I had a central line when I was going through all of my meningitis amputation bullshit. So... I was in an extreme amount of pain. Also, pushing with that metal against my throat was also causing me an extreme amount of pain. And then if I would go and catch it on the button and then it would slip, it would jab me really hard in the throat, which would cause me another extreme amount of pain. Um, So all of this, and at the end of the day, if you're watching this video and or you can see, the top button of my shirt is still... Fastened. i did not get it off i did not unbutton it get it off sounds sexual and i didn't mean it to <laughs> i did not unbutton this button where well, does this leave my mental state now because now i'm extremely fucking frustrated and right, i'm gonna right. have to wait for my grandmother to come over to help me unbutton it and stuff so, And
1: so so the interesting thing though is what if you did unbutton it then we can also then go say, well, see... You see, see all I had, had a, to do was did. try harder. Yeah, yeah, if you had stopped if it, if trying so, harder,
0: yeah. you wouldn't have done it. Yeah.
1: Never never mind the the cost, to uh, that button being unbuttoned. Yeah. Or the... the it's... Well, you, you accomplish it, so
0: therefore, I don't see the big deal. Well, in the, the interim also, which, you know, I, I want to make sure to specifically point out... This is something that is causing me extreme amount of discomfort anyways, on top of all of the other stuff. So my head, I couldn't get it in the shirt to begin with, and it started ripping. And now I I do have a really broad neck, and it's gripping my neck like pretty tight to the point where it's also uncomfortable. So the reality of me not being able to undo this is just that I'm going to have to sit in a pretty significant amount of uncomfort... Until I can get somebody else with fingers to help me remedy this issue. in what do you do? How do I even, can I unpack that emotion? It's just, it's really frustrating and I don't know how to deal with it. It's like, I want you to uh, elucidate a little bit as well, Lou, because people also do this to you when they mansplain to you about, your aversions i we always use mayonnaise but you know essentially they're telling you oh well just try harder and mayonnaise won't gross you out i think that those issues
1: like um my food aversions or things like that where how people tend to deal with them not so much anymore i think people are more cognizant of this or or maybe my new set of friends are more cognizant That's but, because we're all woke yeah it, just, be careful. it used to be that i was just making things up like it can't be that big of a deal or but now i think the the challenge is do i mask do i stay masking um
0: and and have to
1: pay the cost of that right or I'm not comfortable being myself because the emotional toll that it could potentially take on other people and the emotional toll it takes on me is very difficult to deal with. And, you know, so I also can seem very logical and reasonable, but then I can also emotionally catastrophize and have meltdowns and when that happens, it's almost like people go <laughs> Oh, well, I thought you were into Buddhism or whatever you know, which I'm
0: not. I'm no, not a Buddhist. Well, not but, only that, but or, you reify what their stereotype right, of you is yeah, and they're yeah, like, exactly. Oh, he is a drama queen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and
1: so I'm at a disadvantage because I don't have the emotional bandwidth to understand what they're saying to me. So I'm 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 beholden to their opinion. Mm-hmm. I I know th- nothing else. Um so on a side note Kyle and I went out last night and Kyle asked me for advice about something and my brain went to this giant elaboration where our friend was like nah it's just this thing. Yep. And he's my friend's neurotypical so our friend is a, a wheelchair user. I'm not going to name names because it's not important to the story. But it was the fact that he had the emotional bandwidth to just understand immediately what the answer was, where I had to use a lot of information and I would have never reached that conclusion. Mm. And it was just something simple. And he had a good laugh at <laughs> our expense because you and I were like two nudniks trying to figure, like like a cat trying to figure out a, a dog puzzle for the mm. first time.
0: Well, the you know there there was another in relation to that, you know, just to be like quite frank, in relation to that emotion uh, you know that I was feeling and stuff like that, you know, on top of all of this garbage with my shirt, um I cried about it because you know you you mentioned meltdowns and uh I I essentially had I don't know that I'd call it a meltdown, but I had an emotional breakdown today. To the point where I just couldn't handle it. I was talking to Michaela, shout-outs, because I know that you listen to all the episodes, and she's a team member of ours and helps us with a bunch of other things, the frameworks of these episodes and whatnot.
1: This is for Michaela.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah you'll, she'll know. Um, she, If it wasn't for her, I don't know what I would do. And I told her that. But between her and, and you, Lou, I don't know what I would be able to do because it's really, really hard to process these emotions. And I don't think that people understand. So you have your aversions and you also have your scripts that you run through about how emotion works and uh, not even just how emotion works, but socially appropriate responses to that emotion. Um, And I have just my my inability to do things. I was yep. gonna show everybody. Um, I can't. Uh,
1: my script. Yeah, let's see. Well, t- uh, oh, take. There a, we go. Can take you see a, Where it says reminders. Mm-hmm. Re- barely, but it, this is basically a long list that I read. I used to read it every day, but I do. It's almost like affirmations that I have to tell myself mm-hmm. or to be careful of, because um, if I don't follow those scripts, I can get myself into a lot of trouble mm-hmm. um, i'm so good at masking that i've sometimes convinced people that i'm neurotypical mm-hmm. and when, uh, a lot
0: of times you convince people that you're yeah. neurotypical and then when something honest. comes out
1: it's like oops oh i better write that down because <laughs> here's another example
0: well, and they don't know how to react is the right. other thing too because they they've created a script of you in their mind and, the, and right. then I
1: mean, right but I, but I think that's normal i think everybody writes narratives. Oh, it, their is. Narrative
0: it is yeah. That's just the you, That's how communication works and how it intersects with our minds, the way that our minds work, how we think. So to transition a little bit, I do want to talk about the feeling of helplessness, because the whole try harder thing is a really tough pill for disabled people to swallow in general. And it should be, because it is ablest even if unintentional now i believe Well, well it implies it implies also that you aren't doing your best well or that if you can't if you can't do that best that you are then inferior um so but but i i wanted to draw a a clear distinction though i believe and lou you can tell me if you think that you, you can tell me that i'm wrong <laughs> i believe that uh this feeling of helplessness that we have for these people who don't understand the, the frustration that we're going through, it seems to me like they get upset with us because they feel like we're adhering to a stereotype, which they believe, mind you, that we have learned helplessness. And that learned helplessness is different than actual helplessness. It, it, can, can I can I throw in a coda to that?
1: Yes. So, I suffered from migraines. And I remember growing up and this is my 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 dad finally apologized over this, but he would go, "It's just a headache. Why are you reacting this way? I get headaches. You're just a big baby." And I have no how the hell do I judge this? <laughs> I know that I have head pain, and he's saying that his head pain is equitable to mine.
0: Yeah, it doesn't erase the fact so, that you're in, in a in susten- substantial so, amount of pain.
1: But but what I'm saying is is that M is my – is it just an overreaction? So neurotypical people tend to have that same statement. Like um, one of the things I hear is, well, yeah, most guys just confused don't have an emotional bandwidth. And it's like mm, mm-hmm. we're we're not talking about the same thing, yeah, just like uh, yes, people get depressed, normal people get depressed, normal people have anxiety about things, but tend to take what Kyle is going through and go, Well, Kyle, look, man, I tried to get in my car this morning, I dropped my key, mm-hmm. and it fucking pissed me off, and I spilled my coffee, so I get it,
0: yeah, I you know, I know how you feel, bro reacting
1: to the whole." Yeah, you're you're overreacting to the whole button thing, you know, just mm-hmm. don't make such a big deal out of it. And no, it's not the same. It is not the same by degree matter of degrees. Like and that's another point, is that sometimes, yes, you can have a headache, but when you have a migraine, these two things are so divergent on a scale that they are effectively two different things. Mm-hmm. They may be even emanating from the same thing. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, it's substantial, the yeah. difference. Yeah.
0: And I would say, too, that, you know, now I can't. A spoonful, a spoonful
1: of the sand is not the beach, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. But the beach oh. has massive amounts of sand. These are two demonstrably different things, yeah. even if they are made of the same component
0: parts. Yeah. And so going through and listening to somebody have that where again sometimes people are trying to empathize with you and make you feel like you're not alone, but other times people you know do belittle me about for instance like my mental health and it's not just that I get the physical Oh, try harder on this physical activity. Try to... You should have given yourself a trach, Kyle, with that spoon. Like, (laughs) maybe that would have done it. Um, But on the other side of that, too, I feel like people who are not neurotypical go through this even more. And if you're physically disabled and you're not neurotypical, you go through this, you know, doubly. Is that... So... I believe that I have undiagnosed clinical depression and anxiety and depersonalization. And all of those get wrapped up and feed each other. I've gone to people and told them about any one of those things. And I can't tell you how many times, and Lou, I know that you can relate to this because people tell you about your, this about your autism all the time, is that, well, Kyle, you're just, just try not to be sad. You have so much to be thankful for you have this going for you, you're doing this and you're doing that. And they don't understand that. Well, the, So, so just, just to like frame things before we go off on like another tangent or whatever, in regards to addressing uh, depression and, and addressing anxiety, I always feel sad no matter what. I, I just, I want to let that be known no matter what. I always feel sad. There's just varying degrees of that sadness And what is happiness for me? Because I experience that level of depression and that level of sadness is not the same experience that you get when you're happy. In fact, I would probably argue that your happiness is so far above what I feel when I feel happiness that it would all, like you were saying, it's such a variance in degrees that I would, I would be remiss to even almost call it the same emotion. Um, and that's not devaluing my own feeling of happiness or uh, saying that ah, you should be more appreciative. Like I'm not trying to do that, but I'm just saying when you go to somebody who is neurodivergent in whatever capacity that may be um, also, you know, in meetings, for example, I'll use one more example. Uh, Lou will like, look at me sometimes and I'll just be like, and, and just zone out. And Lou will be like, Kyle, we have to do this, 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 and this. Did you write it down? Did you write it down? Kyle, did you write it down? Did you write it down? And, like, the first time that that happened, I was like, Lou, shut the shut the fuck up. <laughs> I was like, I, I literally can't process what's going on right now because I'm so far removed in my mind that I, I don't even know what just happened. And I was like, I, I can't even tell you the amount of effort it has taken me to even pull myself up to this point to tell you how I'm feeling. I'm so far removed in my own mind. And then after that, you were like, oh, I, I had no idea. Because how, how would you know? I hadn't talked yeah. to you about it before, you know? Um, well, but, well, the, I, but you have empathy a... for that, though. And, and yeah. you noted that as opposed to people, the other side of that, and this is the last thing, and then I'll let you say what you're going to say, is there are people who will use that, acknowledge it, and then in moving forward, will will accommodate you right just like or, or they or they can use it as a sledgehammer well that that's what i was going to say you that, that's what i was going to say is the double-edged sword is that they then can you know could also punish you for it instead of making room for it anyways go ahead
1: or or say so i get this sometimes too well you're autistic so of course you wouldn't <laughs> understand so or they can do something and i can't like so they can behave in a pernicious manner or in a um <laughs> let i could say in a salacious manner that that's the better better term and i wouldn't know because they they can you know uh gaslight me <laughs> and say well
2: yeah
1: you know it's your autism this is it's not that i'm <laughs> doing this thing this nefarious thing to you it's your autism reacting yeah. to that but one of the things i want to point out two things is we should get pm Dawn. we should see if they'll allow us to use the song i cry as our as our uh, new intro song um, that and speaking to that i don't want people to think that you and i are just walking around just going up to random people telling them how we feel mm-hmm. a lot of times what happens is someone will someone close to us will ask us hey Kyle What's wrong? And then you open up to them, and they give you the pat. Well, things are not that bad, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Or you're making you're, you're you're making a big deal out of it.
0: Yeah, and there's always and I, that, a hesitancy for us to even open to people. Yeah, right. So then we're quiet. But then if we're quiet, well, why are you quiet?
1: Oh, well, yeah. I don't want to talk to you. But you know, I would listen to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so it's like it's like the honey trap, right? It's like, and we're just we keep falling into it.
2: Yeah,
1: and but in uh in all fairness though at least i i will say that may- like again i do see people attempting to be more empathetic too so
0: yeah well um, it, absolutely and i think that that but that goes in general with, which is why i get agitated when yeah, I we're you're... softening america well instead of yeah. making
1: america hard we're, we're softening
0: america yeah to to quote one of the um One of the people who would go on tirades at my college, uh, who had no idea and and probably had no grip on just reality or or a sense of humanity, I would say. He would run around with these signs and yell, we're teaching the men to be women and the women to be men. So I just want to let you know if you're listening to this for some ungodly reason. Yes, that's exactly what we're doing. You were right. You were right all along. That's exactly what we were doing. Um, but yeah, and so Which is a
1: weird thing to say anyway. Well, I
0: mean, it, right? he, like he was, he was a, a weird guy and not in a good kind of way, in a very demoralizing kind of way and would yell at people. But, you know, again, you know, maybe, deport- maybe he was neurodivergent. Uh, he could have been, but it, it is also, um, kind of a a, a testament Man, to when we get a lot of
1: viewers we're going to start getting flack for some of the jokes we make i'm, I'm just going to put that out there right now yeah well that's, that's why that's also
0: why a lot of people are going to come and listen to us because of the <laughs> jokes that we make um, but you know i i just mentioned that because that is it, that that is a frustration that that person is voicing and then it also is is cyclical in the sense that this person is airing out their frustration, right? But not in a way to get better, in a way to frustrate other people in a pernicious way Mm -hmm. to be like, oh, ha, I'm pissed off about this. And I might not be able to piss you off in the same way that I'm pissed off, but I'm going to still piss you off about this because I'm going to talk in a way that I know is going to piss you off. And I would say that when I've heard people talk about accessibility with disabled people, and if you come across somebody who is act who is ableist, that is a tactic that they use. If you come across right. somebody who is racist, that is what they do. And oh, so, yeah,
1: well, I was going to say, like, to to underscore that, they seem to always know better than you mm. what's good for you.
0: Yeah, so like, it's the, like the cri-
1: underprivileged like, people mm. don't know what they need. It's the people that aren't living your experience that
0: suddenly have all the answers. Well, we talked about this in, in one of the, the last shows, right? The, the the term that we're coining, Cripsplaining. Yeah, Cripsplaining. It's, you know, <laughs> that's, that's exactly exactly what it is. And, you know, everybody goes through frustration. Now um, we have two shirt ideas.
1: Super yeah. crypt shirt. And the Cripsplaining shirt. Yep, yeah, but... Um, I'm gonna have to come up with some graphics for that.
0: I I will say that uh, to, to hearken to a topic that you had mentioned that I wanted to elaborate a little bit on is that there's no way for you or I to communicate the amount of frustration that we feel when we butt up against accessibility-related issues. But sure. I would say – and look, uh, on this show, we don't ever lecture people and tell people – that they're obligated to agree with us or or any of this kind of thing. But I would say that at the very least... we are
1: lecturing. What are you talking about?
0: (laughs) At at the very least, uh, I I would hope that you can find it within you to give disabled people that room. Because here's another thing that I think that was over my head the entire time until just now. If you have a disability, there isn't a point in your life where grieving your limitations ever goes away. Like, okay. like I mentioned with, with depression, my depression never goes away. The limitations that I feel never go away. There are just periods in time where there are things that I can do, then there are things that I can't do, like this button incident. And then there are times when I have people who can offer me the assistance that I need to be able to do whatever it is that I'm trying to do.
1: So I want to, I want to steel man our opposition because I don't want to make generalizations. I'm going to say, let's look at it from their perspective. And this is a, probably a pretty good criticism is, Hey, you guys focus too much on your limitations. Hmm.
0: Yeah, which has been told and, to us before,
1: right? And that's a that's a worthy criticism if it didn't veil something
0: more ableist,
1: uh, right? Like like it's more like I don't really want to hear about your shit.
0: Yeah, but
1: it's a nice way of saying.
0: It. Yeah, it's
1: it's but I, but it, I get yeah. it too. Like like if you ever had a friend mm. that constantly complained about traffic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. It's never going to get fixed. Yeah. you ain't never going to fix traffic. I yeah. mean, unless we get like public transportation, you know, uh, we have mass transit, all these other things, right? Mm-hmm. We stop driving so much, all that other crap. But this is America, so we love our guns. We love our cars. So all right, all right. we will complain about it. Right, Reign it in. Yeah, but, but the, the point being that they do have a point. Like, yeah, like in a sense, they can also utilize our wording against us and go, Well, based on your metrics, guys, everyone is disabled.
0: <laughs> I have right? heard I have heard that as well right? a right? number of so, times. Yeah, yeah, I have. So maybe
1: on our next episode we should probably address that. Like what the hell do we mean when we say disabled? What is that what does that mean? Like so obviously it's on a continuum, right? So so we talked about degrees of difference, right? So there's a headache. And there's migraine. Mm-hmm. So there's n- normal and then abnormal. Mm-hmm. And so if we're going to use the term abnormal, like people that are anomalous, like people with disabilities, people with not neurodivergent problems. So what does that actually mean? We should probably start to try to address that
0: for some of our viewers. Yeah. Yeah, that's we we definitely do need to. We haven't talked specifically just about disability and we're a disability centric yeah, podcast, yeah, yeah, so yeah. that so is what a good does idea. Mean,
1: yeah, what does that mean? What does yeah. the word disabled mean? So I, I will well, say yes, maybe we'll, some of our viewers can actually write in and tell us some of their I- ideas so it's not just you and me kicking the idea around Yeah,
0: if you're if you're on YouTube in the comments section below, you know, leave us leave us yeah. some some things about What disability means to you and uh when we do that episode we'll 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 read those comments off um in in closing i i want to i do want to recognize a shortcoming in in my thought process regarding all of this and to to give everybody uh you know credit where credit's due and to to show empathy for these other uh individuals I would say to harken back to my idea that frustration is cyclical. If somebody sees somebody who's frustrated, it is also going to make them frustrated, usually. Um, and so that, you know, them having that reaction, me, I'm always in the state. So if I hear anything, I'm just going to be like,
2: Aah!
0: and get upset. But But for them, if they're not exposed to talking about limitation all the time, or they don't have friends who are disabled, so they don't get it. It might just be because it is making them frustrated to see your frustration and they they um, don't know how to deal with it. And so the right way in their mind to, you know, bring levity to the conversation is to dismiss it. And it's not that they're trying to be dismissive. It's that they're trying in their own kind of way to help you not feel that pain anymore. To not feel that kind of emotion anymore. Because it is difficult to be around people who are suffering. And it's especially difficult to be around people who are suffering that you can't help. Mm. Um, and, and I think that, that that's, that's why I was crying this morning. <laughs> it's uh, it's It's good because... You know, I have also as kind of a funny thing that I hope that people see it and will be like, "Oh, haha!" Ha. There, there's a band Lawrence that I listen to because we're talking about, uh, talking about music, and one of the names or one of their songs has a lyric, "I'm sorry that I cry a lot," and and their, one of their hats has that written on it, so I wear I wear that hat out, and it's it's funny because I have depersonalization and anxiety, um, which you wouldn't get if you didn't know me, but now the internet will know. Of that. <laughs> so uh, I, I do want to say that there's also a way to kind of reclaim that, just like we're trying to reclaim the word crippled and all of that kind of stuff. So anyways, Awoke
1: or whatever. Yeah. yeah or, anything, or woke yeah.
0: snowflake. It's why we tell everybody that we're snowflakes. And then, and then the, uh, yesterday in, in the, the presentation that we gave, we said snowflakes and a couple of people <laughs> gave a virtual thumbs up in the, in the zoom <laughs> <laughs> meeting. So it's good to know that we, uh, it's good not to feel alone because you and I feel so well, alone. If
1: they, if they can reclaim the word deplorable and wear that as a badge, right. We, we I'll, I, we well, more than happy to say that I'm woke if that's yeah.
0: if that's the if, if that's the umbrella they want to put us under. We got we also got a reclaim. Look at us
1: we're even wearing pastel colours now. What's going that's, on? That's I, I
0: wear pink all the time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so in, in another word that we should look at reclaiming it, it honestly is the word freak. Just because that mm-hmm. has uh, I think I, I would say that freak in relation to disabled people is older historically um but again that's debatable and i don't know the history per se so don't quote me on that it just it feels like that to me because of the we'll freak just start show telling people that,
1: that we're freaky <laughs>
0: we're we're <laughs> freak and then put the y yeah. in parentheses
1: like the, like the disco era le freak le chic oh gosh
0: yeah <laughs> so anyways uh that's it for the show uh thank you all for uh tuning into this episode we do apologize if it was frustrating to uh badoosh. To listen to this episode, but I do think that it's really important to talk about these feelings of frustration and the realities, again, because uh, living with limitations is going to manifest itself in a feeling of frustration at at one point or another. And so um, if you are disabled or you're not disabled and you feel feelings of frustration and you feel like there's nothing that you can do for instance to make a difference i know that in in our current american political climate there are a lot of us that feel that way that feel helpless and feel like there's nothing that we can do um no know... we'll
1: galvanized by that feeling yeah, that sensation
0: yeah no know, know also to just not to to be a little bit softer than that because i'm i'm uh, going to do the polar opposite of you um know that you're not alone in that feeling that there are a lot of people that that share that and um, there there is no shame in admit in, in admitting about the feelings that you have because your feelings are valid and you don't have to um rely on other people to validate your experiences. Um, do you have anything in closing that you want to say, real quick, before I start reading off the outro? No, siree. Alrighty. Well, if that's the case, uh, if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave us a review on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, etc. And if we get a good one, we'll read it at the end of the episode. Thank you so much to our patrons whose names will display at the end of this episode. And remember, we're just the tip of the spear. Disability rights are human rights. We will catch all of you in the next episode. Take care, everybody.